Welcome to Take Your Health Back Now, how to live healthy in our increasingly unhealthy world with your hosts, Kendra Duquette, Jenny Wise, and Dr. Drew Duquette. Good morning, everyone. So it is uh, December 14th today, and Jenny and I are here remotely. We're not actually together. We're both here on uh, a phone call with you. Um, It's been a while since we did a podcast, but it just seems like everything has been so crazy this last month, really, (laughs) Um, that we have just, we have been negligent with doing our phone calls, but, or with our podcast. Uh, But today we wanted to for sure do one because um, everyone knows, you know, the vaccine, COVID vaccine has been ramping up to be uh, rolled out. And today is actually the day that they're rolling it out to um, the distribution sites. So we wanted to definitely do a podcast addressing this. Yes, they have had it, I think, in the UK now for like a week but for us here in the U.S., we are just getting it. And it's going to be limited to the people they are saying are you know, high risk or priority, but it's going to be out for everybody very shortly. Right. Um, and there are a lot of <laughs> kind of scary issues around this that we want to address, one of which is, uh, you know, like – Right now, it, they cannot make it mandatory for adults, um, but they can make it very difficult for us to do anything without getting it. So that is an uh, implication that may happen. Do you want to talk on that, Jenny? Yeah, for sure. It, it, they can't, well, I don't know, they probably could make a vaccine legally required, but as of right now, they don't have any kind of legal um, ramifications if you decide you don't want to do it. But that being said, um, any private business can require their employees to have vaccines and certain health things for employment. So, um, you know, anywhere you work that's not a public sector can say you can't work here anymore if you don't get this vaccine. So that's essentially requiring it. Um, right. Also and, for travel. That's, yeah. That potentially, I mean, we keep hoping this whole plan will crash and burn, but potentially that is the plan that you won't be able to travel without of it. Without it, some other countries are already putting that in place right now. Um, yeah. I mean, there's already the requirements that you have to have the, the testing within 72 hours to travel to quite a few places. So, you know, that's just going to transition over to having the vaccine once it's available for everyone. Right. And that could even trickle down to getting your driver's license uh, renewed, really going anywhere. I saw, uh, who was it? It was the health minister of Canada, I think. And he was saying, he said, well, you know, we can't mandate the vaccine, but we can make it very difficult to go anywhere. And so what he was saying is, you know, if your child is in school and you need to get into the school, say to talk to a teacher or whatever reason, a parent would have to go into the school, you're going to have to have it. Or if you need to go in a store or if you travel, or I mean, he was just listing off, if you need to go to the hospital, or if you need to go into assisted care. Um, so that is the plan. So that keep that in mind right off the bat, because uh, as scary as that sounds, 
again, and I think we said this in a different podcast, this is all going to come down to choice. You are going to have to make some hard choices, and they may be really hard choices for a while. And I do ultimately think, I mean, maybe it's just me being my usual positive self, but I do think this cra- this plan will crash. Uh, there, it's not sustainable. It's really not. But for a time period, we may have to deal with this. And so just just keep everything that we're saying in mind. And remember, you always have choice. Right. Those choices, like you said, might not be easy. You know, you might be scared to leave your job if it means, you know, if it's a choice between taking the vaccine and leaving your job, that's, that's pretty scary. So you always have choice. Um, it might be something that it, you know, it's a big decision. Um, and that kind of a choice often leads to more positive things. So um, try to really focus on the positive outcome. So maybe you decide to leave your job. Well, you might find some other calling that you would never have even looked into um, that, you know, is an amazing new way for you to support yourself. Um, Self-support, self-sufficiency is going to be huge too. Um, Even this past year, because of the shutdown, a lot of people got into gardening and cooking more, those kind of things. So that movement hopefully will just continue and we won't be so reliant on other people for the very basic needs that we have. Right. And if you think about, I keep thinking a lot about with everything that's been happening these past few months is everything is a mirror of each of each other that comes into balance. So like what Jenny said, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I can't wait till it gets back to normal. Well, really normal wasn't great. It really wasn't. If you think about it, we've been just taking, taking, taking from the earth from, you know, everything that we do is ha- has been causing all these chronic health issues with people. So really, like Jenny yeah. said, if you're forced to be sustainable, and we 100% believe that's the way things have to go, and it's not even just you being sustainable and growing your, you know, all your own food, that type of thing, but like, say, Epiphany Farms here in town, he, he could totally go out and teach other communities and other restaurants how to be sustainable with his... He's very sustainable, organic farmer. You know, they grow all their own food. There's no waste. They compost everything. It's super awesome operation. So, and he said, I talked to him and he said he has a capability of feeding our entire community. So it's not just you have to do it all. But I do think that everyone should have their own gardens. In fact, here at the center, that was part of why we were excited about this building because we only have... It's probably not even a quarter of an acre. It's a little tiny lot. But our goal is next year to, you know, have it all set up with fruit trees and, you know, gardening and composting and everything um, to teach other people. We have so gotten off the topic of vaccines. But the whole (laughs) point is that everything that seems scary and bad really can give birth to something so much better kind of like what Jenny just said. And as far as the job opportunities go, you know, we were talking to somebody yesterday that works at State Farm, and he's like, well, you know, we've worked here for 20 years. We have this really good pay. Yeah, we've never liked our job. We work 60 hours a week, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if we have to take the vaccine, we will to stay here. But the thing is, he's never liked his job. He's hated his job all this time. But it, it is a good income, and it's one he can count on. But he hates it. 
So, you know, you can take this opportunity as a time to reinvent yourself, like Jenny said, and think of, you know, something new to do. We have our PHP program in place. If anybody actually, that's their passion. That's definitely not for everyone, but, you know, that's an option. But there's always something that, you know, everything that ever was came from an idea, right? So even even State Farm. (laughs) So often those big changes like that, even if it's something you want uh, to do, it's really for humans, um, security is in the known, you know, it's safe because you know it and it's dependable. So uh, big changes are really sometimes hard to motivate yourself to do. So maybe this is a, a nice positive motivation for those big changes that have been just too scary to motivate yourself to do. Um, but yes, we are very much off of vaccines in general. <laughs> um, so that's kind of uh, the topic on the vaccine about the requirements. So, you know, even though it's not mandated yet, um, and may never be mandated, we don't know, it is still very much going to be required uh, for most people who want to continue in their um, back to normal type of journey. Right. And so let's actually talk about the vaccine right now. So uh, there are quite a few things about this vaccine, things that's a bad word to use, I guess, but uh, just that are so different than anything else we've ever seen before. So one of them, and I, I think we have touched on this before, but it's mRNA. This is something completely new. It's never been used before. You will hear people saying, yes, it has, but it hasn't. There's been animal studies on it, but no human studies um, until this small little study they've done as they push this out. But um, it's never been used before. And and what it is is essentially genetically modifying us, um, just like genetically modified crops. You know, um, so that's one one thing to think about. So when if you make the decision to get this, there's no going back. This changes your DNA. This this really, truly, that is what it does. And there is no going back from that. So that's number one to keep in mind. Right. Yeah, you can definitely look that up. Highly available information that this, if these, um, well, not if, because they are approved as of today, they are the first messenger RNA-based vaccines ever to hit even clinical use. Like, They've had some studies, like she's like Kendra said, there were studies on this. It has never worked for people before. They've tried. There's a lot of people with a lot of money behind this um, technology, and they've been trying to get it to work. It has not. It, I think they have a, a usage for horses and dogs, like veterinary usage that are approved, um, and that's it. So this not only was this vaccine pushed through very quickly, which is scary in itself, it's a entirely new um, way to be vaccinated. So it's not like we're using uh, technology that we've tested. This is how we vaccinate and we're just putting a different, you know, germ in it basically to really make it (laughs) easy to understand. Right. So they are using an entirely different process on this. So there's no way that you can have any kind of long-term side effect knowledge 
because this has never been used and they clearly haven't had enough time to do any kind of long-term studies. Right. And and just to keep in mind also with the study, they have been studying this for the last 20 years on animals, but in all of the animal studies, they either the animals died or they were um, turned infertile or they came out with severe side effects, autoimmune side effects. Yeah. So, I, you know, just what does that tell you right there? And the other problem with the autoimmune issue, people, everybody's got autoimmune issues right now as it is. There's so many people already do. So can you imagine if you take something like this uh, that could cause those issues, what could happen? You know, it's just, it's hard to even imagine. And usually vaccines take years and years of clinical trials before they're even released. And this yeah, has just been that, months. Yeah, I think the shortest one that's ever been approved was the most recent mumps vaccine. And that was four years, four years. Right. And even with those vaccines, there are so many side effects. Here's another thing to keep in mind. Uh, We may have mentioned this before, but in 1984, uh, President Reagan signed into law that the no vaccine company can be held liable for any injury or death even. So they have set aside kind of a, a fund of money so that if you, you know, say your child gets a vaccine and dies and you take it to court and they actually say, yeah, probably did die from that, they you get compensated $250,000 from this fund, no more than $250,000 for that death of your child. And most people can't even, usually those lawsuits are thrown out anyway. But if it's... Yeah, kind of hard to prove because it's generally not death. So it's not like immediate extreme. Right. Um, It's something that is kind of slow and long-term for most people. Uh, You might not even yourself connect it back to that vaccine, but it just, it kind of proves a point that if a, if something is very safe, then why would there need to be regulations to indemnify the people creating it or giving it out. And if they're like a lot of people like to say vaccines are so safe, no one gets injured. That's all made up. Well, it wouldn't, there wouldn't be a fund for vaccine injured people. If there were no vaccine injured people that that would not have been put in place. Right. The the government and large companies don't just do things to do things. They're not, they didn't come up with this idea uh, because it sounded fun, you know, it was something that was required because they knew people were going to get injured and someone had to have a way to compensate them. Um, Yeah. So if you are a company and you have no, no fear of backlash, if the product that you're making kills people, injures people, hurts people, what, what is your motivation to make sure that that's safe? Right. It's really not. Exactly. So the fact that it's been rolled out very quickly, um, it doesn't really matter. It's it's kind of a big experiment. I mean, it is a big experiment. And yeah. and if it bombs, they're, they're not going to be held liable. That's just fact. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Um, and the actual efficacy of the vaccine is still in question. Like, you can look it up on your 
public health website or the, you know, there's lots of sites that go over the Pfizer vaccine. Um, and one of the biggest questions that people have is once I get this vaccine, how long am I um, safe from COVID? You know, and their answer is essentially, we're not sure yet. We'll have to study that and see. So they're giving people the vaccine and then they're going to wait and see how many people still get COVID. And then they're going to tell you how official it is. Right. And I saw somebody the other day, I've been watching so many videos and listening to so many different people. I can't remember if he was actually a, I think he was a health minister of another country. I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Pfizer actual people that work for the company too, but I'm pretty sure he was a government person. But he was saying that uh, th- that also that 60% of people will be uh, infertile from this. Not everybody, but probably about 60% of women. So that's another thing to think about. <laughs> right. So there is, I was telling Jenny this morning, there is, there is a protein that they have put into this vaccine, into the whole mix of ingredients. Um, And it is basically, it is the protein that your body naturally produces when it makes the uterus. So it's it's a synthetic protein. So basically what happens with autoimmune is anything that is foreign to the body, uh, your body starts attacking it and, but also starts attacking your tissue that looks like it. So this protein sequence, so if it's X, Y, Z, P, Q, um, it, it sees that and then it starts attacking the own, your own uterus because it looks exactly the same. So it renders people sterile. That's how that works. Right. I mean, that's how, uh, I mean, that's what a vaccine essentially does. It trains your body to recognize a certain thing and then attack it so that you don't get sick. So if this vaccine has something in it that is very similar to your naturally occurring self, it's going to attack it. So um, it's really similar to how autoimmune diseases work. Right. It's exactly the same thing. That's that's why so many people have autoimmune. Um, another thing they're doing is there's something, they're, these, this nanotechnology that they're using right now is so tiny, it's hard to even fathom how small it is. Uh, so it's so small that it crosses the blood-brain barrier. You know, it can go anywhere because it's so teeny tiny in your body. But um, they have nanobots, basically, is what they're called. So these little tiny, tiny robots almost, um, chips go in, and then they can they kind of change once they're in your body um, and connect themselves. So the the idea is... Because, like we've been saying, there's no real studies on this. This is becoming a study. So they want to track people for the next two years, everyone that gets the vaccine, so that they can, you know, see if you had any reactions, if you went to the doctor, you know, two weeks later and said you were having fevers and dizzy or, you know, whatever, so they can keep track of this. But also this little bot will be internal so they can track your internal body. So if you're having you know, higher blood pressure or palpitations or, you know, blood vessel constrictions, whatever it is, it can track you internally too. So all of this is data for them in this trial that they're setting up for us for the next few years. 
Um, which and nano medicine itself is another thing, um, kind of like the mRNA vaccine being a new technology. Nano medicine, it's not something um, we have a lot of information on. There's not a lot of na- nano medicine uh, that works. It's most of the time when they try to get something to work, it is very like underwhelming um, or there's so many side effects. So this is another thing that there's a lot of people with a lot of money um, that would like nanomedicine to work and to become more popular because there's a lot of money in it. Then you can create new things, new formulations, new patents, uh, and you can own a lot of medicine and that is a huge, huge billion-dollar industry. So uh, we've got several new technologies going into this that are going to have to be studied. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, another thing is the big plan to hook us all up to AI. So that's that's a you know there's been a lot of information on that. That's the the idea this big plan um, with and even oh, some of the stuff that we're talking about may not happen with this vaccine. So, you know, these are the, the plans that are rolling out, but even if they're not included in this vaccine or whichever version of the vaccine you end up being available in this country, that country, it is laying the groundwork for, the next medicine that can do this or the next vaccine that will include it. So um, even if you don't see it today in the vaccines they're giving people this morning, it's going to be in the new things that are rolling out because this is approved and used. Right. Yeah. It's it's just some crazy stuff. So again, it's going to, it's all going to come down to choice. One thing I wanted to say about the, um, infertility when when anything that changes your dna changes your genes it changes your genetic you know composition that you're passing on to future generations for at least 3 generations out so just as an example the people that in vietnam that were sprayed with agent orange they are still having children that are just born with all kinds of crazy mutations because their grandparents, you know, experienced that and were sprayed with that. And so it's still, it's something that changes your DNA and then you are passing it down through generations of your family. So that is definitely something to think about too. So, you know, it may make 60% of the people infertile, women, these are women, uh, but the people that aren't infertile, their DNA has been changed by taking this vaccine. And now, you know, we have no idea what that means. And so right. you have yeah, now changed the DNA of your family <laughs> for at least yeah. three generations, probably forever. That. Um, and that's a, a really good example with the Agent Orange and like things like the Chernobyl, the people that right. live in that area still generations later, same thing, like your DNA is basically the coding for your life and that's the coding you pass on to create life. So if it's in that coding, it goes to the next generation. 
And if you're a male and you don't have a uterus, then you probably wouldn't have that issue, but you could pass that coding to your female children. Right. Because you can still, you know, if you're a male, you can still impregnate somebody that's a female that has not turned infertile. But yeah, if you took that vaccine, your genetic makeup is now changed. So you will pass that along. And and we have zero knowledge of what that means. <laughs> there is nothing like this ever been done before. There's been no genetic modification of the human gene before. It's just crazy. It is. It is definitely crazy. It is um, the precautionary principle kind of at its most simple form. Like, we don't know that this is safe. They can say that, you know, well, it's been through rigorous testing and all of the standards the government set. Well, the standards were changed so that it could be approved. There was no government standards, not that they mean a whole lot, but that approved a vaccine in less than four years ever before. So the fact that it got approved does not mean it's safe. It is safe once you've been able to study it long term and prove that it's safe. Right. Yeah, so always keep that precautionary principle in mind. We've, I know we've talked about that before <laughs> in, in podcasts. Um, and then also the quote, if there is a risk, there must be a choice. That I heard that quote when I talked about vaccines to some of our senator and our representatives, and I don't even know who said that quote, but that is like one of the best quotes. And it's so good for so many things, but it definitely... Uh, is a perfect quote for for what's going on and for vaccines. I was going to bring today, and I forgot, um, some research I did when I had to talk about vaccines before um, as far as kids and vaccines being mandatory for kids, but I was going to bring it because it, it has to do with all people and autoimmune and the extra ingredients that are in vaccines, and that's just any vaccines. That's not even just this vaccine, but you have to think about there are things like formaldehyde. And we see in our clinic, um, as far as testing goes, a lot of people are severely reacting autoimmune reactions to formaldehyde. Formaldehyde is a neurotoxin. Um, polysorbate 80 is a, a adjuvant that takes the, you know, what they're putting into your body and it takes it across. It's like a, a boat takes it across the blood brain barrier. Um, and you know, that's a neurotoxin. There, there are just so many extra additives. There's, you know, mercury and aluminum and heavy metals and just all kinds of stuff. It's just a toxic soup. So just keep that in mind as well. Um, one other thing is there is also there's a uh, corn, soy, wheat. Uh, corn and soy are both GMO. Wheat is not, but all of them are sp- sprayed with glyphosate. Uh, those proteins are all in various vaccines. And in our office, um, 100% of kids under the age of 21 are severely reacting to that wheat protein. And a lot of people are severely reacting to corn and soy. So there's there's just a lot to consider when it comes to this. Right. Yeah, and they've had some, because the UK has had this out about a week ahead of us, and there have been uh, reactions, like severe allergic reactions, um, anaphylactic shock to getting the vaccine. So even in the, the general public, you're going to 
like those people probably didn't know they had a sensitivity or a food allergy that was in that. Um, but it happened. And luckily I think everyone has survived. I'm sure that if someone died, then we would be hearing more about it, but um, you know, they're in a medical setting. So they were able to get help, but you know, these are the things that weren't studied that is going to be a very um, terrible situation if people are having that immediate response. And then there's people who are going to have long-term responses um, that might not even realize that that's what's happening. Right. And that's going to be the big issue. And that has been the big issue. Um, And like Jenny mentioned earlier, it's, it's a chronic thing. So we've talked about your, you know, your threshold bucket. We've talked about that before where there's just so much coming in, our bodies are breaking down and we can't take it and, and our bodies are overflowing and the overflow is the symptoms. Well, when you get a vaccine, you know, there can be 70 different ingredients in there that you could be reacting to. Um, but however you're reacting, it's because it's adding all this extra into your body and your body just overflows. And when you talk about chronic health issues, they can come up slowly, like Jenny mentioned. And so you may not even notice, you may not know it stemmed from that, but all of a sudden you're having all of these issues going on, you know, and I mean, okay, you, maybe you didn't die, but quality of life is, we see people all the time that can't even work anymore because they're so unhealthy and sick and feeling so terrible. Is that, you know, is that okay with you? Cause you didn't die, but now you're like this. I don't know. (laughs) Right. And there's nobody to hold responsible. Remember that. Um, So, yeah. So those are all, I think, very good reasons why you should be precautionary and avoid taking this vaccine. Yeah. So our main takeaway is please, please, please research. Um, It's hard to find also the right information now because it's being censored very heavily because they don't want you to find it. Um, We do have a telegram page where I've been trying to post a lot of the real information um, that you can definitely go and find some good, good information to research yourself. Um, And uh, Jenny can put that in the show notes, Um, but just, you know, just make sure that you do your research, make your choice we 100% recommend do not get it. This this time that we are in right now, this is like the biggest time ever in a way. It, you know, it's it's a two-way street. It's the people that are going to make the choice to get it because there is no turning back from it. And then, or the people that make the choice to take the hard road, really, um, and don't get it. And, and just you know, we did a podcast on vibration. Make sure that you stay in that higher vibration. Focus on what you have control over. Um, don't get caught up in the fear and the the craziness of what's going on. Because I I one hundred percent believe that we will come out of this, but it is going to be a crazy ride for a while. So just make sure you have choice and do what's right for you. Maybe you truly feel it is the right thing for you to do to take it. So it all comes down to choice, and and we all have. You know, we're sovereign, we're free, we have control over our own bodies. Um, And I will just say one other thing that I personally am trying really hard to set boundaries with is, you know, you only have control over yourself. So 
This is such a across the board thing. So if you have loved ones that are going to choose to take this, or you have friends or, you know, you're trying so hard to, to explain to people not to do this and they're going to go ahead and do it. You have to set boundaries for yourself where you're going to be okay. And you're not going to internalize that, you know, bring yourself down in the process because some people that you love are going to do this. And, right. you know, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, all you can do is uh, provide information when people want it. Some people will not want to hear about it at all, and that's their choice. They have control over themselves. You cannot be angry or, you know, (laughs) cause friction, lose relationships over things like this. You really have to let people make their own informed decisions. Of course, it is good to inform people. Um, and let them know, but then they have to make that choice themselves. And it does not affect you in this case. I mean, there are some things that would have more of an effect when someone makes a choice, but this is themselves. So don't turn it into a big fight. No, it's not worth it. It's almost at this point, it seems like people are so divided right now on this that they're like, I, I keep seeing people posting that they're going to take it and who's going to take it. And I just don't say anything because there are so many people right now that you're, it, you can't even convince anyone at this point. (laughs) It's just a division and people are either going to, they believe what they believe or they believe on the other side, what they believe. So. Right. And it's a personal health choice. It's not, I don't understand when people do that online and they're like a survey, who's going to do it. And they're really, their end goal is just to argue one way or the other. Um, instead of being positive and trying to provide accurate information so that people can inform themselves and make their own choices. that That's really the only, I think, thing that you would be able to post without me thinking that. Right. <laughs> you know, in general, don't just post things to get a reaction, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that is happening a lot around everything yeah. with this pandemic. That is for sure. So the, so I will say, like I said, if this resonates with you, if it doesn't, that's fine. If you've made it to the end, you, it's probably resonating with you. Uh, so make sure that you join our Telegram page. Um, also, uh, if you have to make that choice and something that you really you know, resonate with is helping other people through this, um, helping them get healthy um, naturally, uh, you know, reach out to us because maybe our PHP program would be good for you. And we've talked about this before, but um, it's not good for everybody for sure. But if it is, it is a choice. It's an option that's out there. So um, feel free to look that up or reach out to us. So we're going to go right now because we're going to do one more podcast after this. And it's actually with uh, someone that we worked with as a patient three years ago. Um, And she has a story to tell because her whole uh, health journey began with a vaccine injury. She believes it was because of a vaccine. Um, And so she's going to tell her story. So uh, if you're interested in hearing that, that will be probably uh, a couple days after this one goes live. Yes, it'll be the the next published episode after the one you're listening to now. Right. Okay, so we hope this helps and everybody stay strong and hang in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. 
to Take Your Health Back Now. Featuring Cantor Duquette, Jenny Wise, and Dr. Drew Duquette.